Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Doing pretty good. So, can you please introduce yourself to me and tell me a fun fact about you? Uh, well, I'm Frank Pascarella, otherwise known as Vertigo Child, and I have actually been singing since I was about five years old. How did you know you wanted to get into performing? Um, well, it's kind of a little bit of a story. So I seen the movie Lilo and Stitch, like when I was five or six, whenever that came out, 2004, maybe, I think. And I'm a huge Elvis fan. So I, I, I got into Elvis. I started watching a ton of live performances of his and one thing led to another. And I looked at, I pointed at the screen. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And the rest is history from there. I love that. So we have a question that was asked at our freshman orientation that we've been asking everyone. Um, if you could eat any utensil in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Oh, man, that's a tough question. <laughs> Whew. Wow, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. <laughs> I've never been asked that a day in my life. I don't even know where to go with that answer. So yeah, I was about to say a knife. I don't know exact. I don't know exactly how to connotate that to myself. <laughs> I know it's a hard like, question. So I'm gonna go with a knife, but I don't. I don't really know why. <laughs> I mean, I, I. I mean, I like to cut straight to the point. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of cheesy, but I'll go with it. Amazing. Okay. So, what music are you currently listening to? Um, I actually have been listening to the new Dua Lipa album that comes out Friday. Just, I never really was into her music. And then, I don't know, do you, do you know that song, uh, Don't Stop Now or whatever, that she just released not too long ago? Yeah, I, I, I've been hooked on that song, and I was like, you know what? Saw the album leaked, I'm going to give this a listen, and I've been listening to it nonstop. I love asking what people listen to, because I feel like everyone listens to such different things, and it kind of, like... It's interesting to see how it relates to a lot of what's going on, and I know like music has been this big thing lately because of everything that's happening in the world. Yeah, the music industry is in probably the toughest point it's ever been in. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know several bands out there who tour, and there's several bands that I listen to personally who had to cancel tours, postpone tours. Mm -hmm. And they posted up all their merch for sale. I mean, you got to recoup everything you spent in terms of whatever the case may be. Yeah, I know. It's kind of been crazy to see everything just get canceled. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So my next question for you is what musician inspires you to be a better musician? Um, uh, that's a tie between like two. One of which is on my debut single, Johnny Craig, and the other is Tyler Carter, both of which kind of made me want to push for more of the R&B pop aspect of my singing. Because, I mean, I could sing a vast amount of stuff, but it was... More, more in terms of focusing on doing pop and R&B would be those two. If you could describe your sound in three words, what would they be? Unique, uh, 
well, there, there's three words right there out of the box. That's four. <laughs> uh, indifferent. So, I mean, I just gave you probably a little bit more than three words. <laughs> Whatever works. Um, what do you do when you're not writing music? Um, when I'm not writing music, I'm normally hanging out with some friends, going out, living the nightlife, sleeping, uh, watching wrestling, or listening to even more music. So what's your writing process like? It honestly varies between songs. Like, in terms of my first single, If You Feel Lonely, I actually wrote that song off a whim. I had some downtime at work, and I really just was looking for something to do. So I pulled up the beat that I had gotten made for the song and I pretty much busted out that song in about 15 minutes with lyrics and melodies and just everything done. Recently it's just been like if if the inspiration hits I'll pull up the beats and I'll just try and work lyrics and melodies over it because I've decided I'm going to do both the lyrics and the melodies at the same time instead of one and then the other because it kind of makes the process go a little bit faster and a lot easier. Can you tell me a little bit about the story behind your latest single? Um, so I can continue off of that same story. So <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll trail back to where the whole thing really started. So back in May, my band unfortunately called it a day for one one or more reasons and uh, i was literally like i i needed something to keep me busy because i'm like i have no creative outlet right now i'm bored i i want to write music so the the idea of starting a solo project crossed my mind i was i was apprehensive about it and wasn't too sure about it so i said you know what i'm i'm gonna give this a shot and uh, I'd been messaging producers for quite a while and getting rates on how much they run for beats. And I messaged uh, this one guy named Mike the Mix, who's based out of LA. And he was, him and I were talking back and forth on Instagram. He's like, let me know if you need any beats and whatnot. So I'm, I'm out at work and I'm like, okay, I need something to do. I'm really bored. So I messaged him and just took care of buying the beat and whatever and one thing led to another I ended up taking the downtime and wrote the song and I uh, ended up well actually how do, how do I wear this I would the song itself uh, I, I had a girl in mind for some reason every single time when I write my music I just can't stop thinking about females <laughs> so it, it, it was basically like an a B conversation like the the chorus is from my point of view and the verses are from the other person's point of view and i don't know the song just kind of popped out there was really no purpose i was just trying to write and like i threw words down on paper in 15 20 minutes and there it was what's your favorite part of a song that you write in it could be the lyrics or like um the musical component, either like a guitar riff or a drum cadence or anything in that realm? Vocal melodies, because there's so much you could do with the voice. Do you have a favorite, like, key or um, 
anything that no <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i'm not that uh, excelled in music what's your opinion of streaming services like spotify uh spotify is the way to go um i, I i've I, i've had my song up on spotify apple music and all those uh streaming platforms for a good couple months now and i've noticed um between spotify and apple music for example spotify's there, there's more people using spotify than there is apple music and the difference is astronomical because the way that spotify does playlisting versus apple music it's it, it's a lot more reasonable so i'm i'm all about spotify and the streaming the basically the fast food age of music constantly releasing the singles and getting them on playlists and all that fun stuff i feel like spotify is great for exposure um i just know a lot of bands and people aren't happy with pay for it yeah i mean that's kind of what you get when you're a musician you're not gonna it's gonna take you a good year or so to recoup all your costs from recording and like pr and all that stuff like I, I literally don't even have, I have nowhere close to enough money for our, for the single yet, and I don't think I'm gonna get anything for a while. But that's just, that's just how it is. You pay to play this part in the industry. If you could change one thing about the music industry as it is today, what would it be and why? Uh, the politics, because they are absolutely ridiculous. Like, you shouldn't have to go through so much of a hassle to release your music and do what you want to do without dealing with... Because, like, I mean, it, it depends on the artist and the band, if you have management, if you have a label, if you have whatever. You, you just have to go through all of these different obstacles just to release... A single, an album, a music video, announce a tour. Like the politics are probably by far the absolute worst part of the industry. But you can't really change that because that's how that that that's kind of how this whole thing works. Otherwise, these businesses wouldn't be a thing in the industry. Kind of leads to my next question. You have a question that our PR director Grace came up with. And the question is, what is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not? Um, I would say it all really depends. Because, I mean, Mac Miller's a good example. Because they, they basically got consent from his family to release his latest album. So, I mean, personally, I think it's a good idea with consent from the family of whoever passed away i mean there's still music from the vault that elvis's vault and he's been gone for like years so i mean it's music it needs to be heard in one way or another you can't just keep that music in the vault forever and it was such a hard question because like as a fan you always want to hear more music but at the end of the day the artist has been happy with what was released like um this question came about because of the little peep songs and how they kind of sound like unfinished bedroom demos yeah, yeah, but I mean that was just a sound. Like they, they all. I don't. I'm not much of a fan, but they all sound like bedroom demos. It's just sending it off to a producer, and he makes the song sound like this and blows it up. So it's just seen like upstate. <laughs> oh, upstate. Oh, I wish I had something good to say about this scene. 
Oh man, I, so I, I've been a part of the Buffalo music scene for almost nine years now, and well, not not entirely. Like I've I've been in the crowd, and then I've actually been on stage. But maybe nine years ago, the scene was actually good because you actually had some talent around here. Not to say there isn't very much talent, but like no one goes out and really supports each other like they should like we're we're all in this for the same reason or another like we all want to quote unquote make it and be famous but i mean if you th that whole fame thing basically deters everything you're doing and everyone's just trying to like oh your band sucks we're better than you this that and the other thing but i mean our our, our scene is all right I wouldn't say it's great, but I mean, for for what it's worth, I mean, I enjoy playing some venues around here. I enjoy working with some people. There, there, there's specific bands that you should see if you're ever in Buffalo. Others I would not recommend. I mean, it, it, it's an all right scene. I, it's just, there, there's not enough people who want to start bands and there's not enough there, there's there's no love being shared like if people got along more and actually supported each other more i'm pretty sure this scene would be booming like it was 10 years ago because it hasn't been the same since i started going out to shows when i was like 12 14 years old <laughs> my next question for you is what's your favorite uh, venue that you've played in Oh, my favorite venue I have played at is probably Buffalo Ironworks. Probably the biggest stage I've ever played on, the most fun I've had on stage. Uh, it was the most authentic performance I ever had, too. Like, I, I, I will forever remember that day. Can you describe the venue for me? Um, it's kind of, so... It's it, it's a it's a decent size like medium sized venue. There's there's a when you walk in there's like a bar to your, your to your left. They do some they they cater food and everything there. I mean the stage looks small when you walk in, but when you're actually on it, it's pretty big. They have like a side area with a ton of art. Like there's like an, they have like paintings of like. I think there was there was Elvis out there. I don't remember who else. I, I didn't really pay attention to the others. And I, was, and I was just there a couple months ago. Actually, last month. Time's flying. I'm forgetting a ton of stuff. <laughs> What's your favorite state that you've been to? Uh, Tennessee. Do you have any pre-show rituals or superstitions? No, I just anxiously wait to get on stage. <laughs> Okay, you're going on a road trip. What are three songs that must be in your playlist? Oh, here we go. One of the good questions. That's going to stump me. <laughs> All right, Spotify, you're going to be my friend really quick. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to say Another Lie by the band Never Tell, who's from Florida. That's one. Um, oh, boy. This one's going to be tough. I only got three songs to choose, and I listen to like a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say "Intentions" by Justin Bieber. 
this is gonna be tough. No, I'm just gonna say get it right by issues. I gotta be kind of subjective here. <laughs> What's your favorite album in your personal collection? Um, I'm gonna say because it's the seven year anniversary of this album, it is the Color Morales No Hope. Because if it wasn't for that record, I don't think I would be on this earth today with how much of an impact the words that the the words that that album is comprised of. Like I, I dealt with a dark period in my life about seven, eight years ago. And the moment I heard that album, my entire life just like it, it, it turned around and I, I, I realized that, you know, life might be too short, but there's no real reason to give up. And, yeah. Can you tell me how you came up with your name? Well, your stage name. Okay. I love telling this story because it's actually interesting how it happened. So I travel for work, and I, I was out to dinner with my dad in St. Louis where we were working. And um, just out of nowhere, I was sitting there. We were mid-conversation, and I just froze in my tracks. And I thought to myself, I was like, okay, I really need to think of a moniker for this solo project. And then I remembered a good friend of mine had a song by the name of Vertigo Child, which so happens to be my favorite song by her. And I immediately shot her a message. I was like, hey, I have a really important question for you. And she was like, what is it? I was like, can, can I uh, use your song Vertigo Child as my moniker? And she absolutely loved it. She's like, yep, it's fitting for you and go for it. Like she, she was so honored for that to be a thing. And ever since then, like I, I've gone out to shows and people refer to me as Vertigo Child. I'm like, that's a little crazy. Like I'm not even referred to as my actual name. That, that, that's a little odd. I need to get used to this. And I've only dropped one song. Um, do you mind telling me what your goals for 2020 are? Uh, one major goal is to get a full Vertigo Child release out, like a full EP filled with songs, because I don't want to keep doing singles over and over and over again, because personally, that's going to get annoying on my end. I just want to drop like a full batch of songs and be like, here... Some of these songs are good. Some of these songs are bad. Some of these songs I really just don't want to sit on anymore. Like, go and go, go check them out. And, I mean, that my, that's one of my goals. Like, I literally told myself I am getting a full release out before this year is over. And I'm trying to film a, a music video for my next single, which I had to postpone recording because of all this craziness. Can you tell me a little bit about the concept of the music video, if it's been decided yet? Uh, it's in the very rough stages, but it's probably just going to be, uh, like probably like a multi-angle video of just me in it. And I want to shoot it in a wedding reception or banquet hall. Like I've had this idea since I got the track. I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be so cool. If this goes over well, like I'm going to dress all in formal wear to like suit and tie all that. I sometimes forget the importance of music videos. They always tell like a different side of the story of what the song's trying to convey. Yeah, I'm trying to get all in people's feels. Like, 
I, I'm I'm gonna get the I'm gonna write the gut wrenching songs that you're like, damn, you really went there. Like that's the music I like. Like you got you gotta make me feel something like really good. I like to tell people if you made me think when you wrote a song, then it's a good song because I feel like like songs with like clever lyrics or like not just a catchy me- melody kind of like show what the artist is feeling and change the way you think so those are songs I love yeah I, i'm a i'm i'm did that they there's one of their songs i'm trying to find it here but the lyrics i was like uh i think it's either is it cliff notes maybe uh I don't know, but there, there there's this one song that was on one of the one of their recent, well, one of their last three albums, and I was like, "What is this song about?" Like, I I I see where this is going, but I don't have any idea what this song is about. Like, you you really got me thinking here. I still don't know what the song is about to this day, <laughs> and I've heard it a million times over. And my last question for you. If you can collaborate with any artists that are alive, who would it be and why? Oh, I feel like this is a rhetorical question. Then again, it has multiple answers, too. So I'm just going to go with a rhetorical question route and say Elvis because he's probably the biggest vocal influence to me for as long as I've been singing because I probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for finding out about his music like 15 years ago actually it's been more than that 17 years ago maybe i don't know i can't count (laughs) amazing well i really appreciate you speaking with me i had a great time yep thanks for having me great night yep you too Bye. bye